Welcome to the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs, where we showcase energy healers, lightworkers, holistic coaches, hypnotherapists, and creatives using their intuitive healing and transformative gifts to create an impact and a healthy income, as well as celebrate their one-of-a-kind, soul-expressed businesses. We'll take a look at the inspirational and insightful money lessons and messages in the world around us. I'm Michelle I. Revis, your host and fellow spiritual entrepreneur, learning, exploring, and uncovering the gifts and the personal growth opportunities of a soul-inspired business right alongside with you. Thanks so much for pressing the play button and listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi friends, welcome to this episode of the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Michelle Irivas, and I'm so happy you're here. I hope this episode on the five manifesting blocks keeping you from experiencing your desires helps you in your life, your business, and on your quest to becoming a masterful manifester. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting, it's always helpful to acknowledge that manifesting and working with the universal law of attraction is a process, and that the more we practice, the better we get. Like anything else, the more we interact with it, play with it, and learn to work and co-create with it, the more we begin to understand and discover what works best for us. Sometimes when we're attracting and manifesting, We don't see what we want or have not achieved what we wanted in the time we expected. We blame the universe and become upset or angry with the universe, God, source, etc. But the real honest truth is, my friend, it's not the universe's fault. The holdup is because of us. Our job is not to know the how, as they say. Our job is to uphold the essence or vibration and take inspired action. Abraham, channeled by Esther Hicks, reminds us that there is no delay in manifesting what we want due to size or difficulty or perceived possibility, and that everything can be manifested at the same speed or carry the same ease of creation actualization, or attraction. So let's dive into this episode on five blocks to manifesting and take a nice, neutral, honest look at where we may be the obstacle of our dreams and desires. Number one, wishy-washiness. We haven't determined the specific energy, emotion, or essence of what we want. There is a lack of clarity, and we are not really sure or clear on our desires. We are vague, and we just sort of have an idea of what we want, so much so that if our manifestation walked up to us, we wouldn't even recognize it. Another variation of being wishy-washy is that we keep changing what we want, 
and our wants become an ever-moving, ever-changing, ever-morphing target. One day it's a new job and then the next day it isn't. Or maybe one moment it's to find the partner of your dreams. Then the next moment it's enjoying and celebrating your independence and freedom without having to mind another person. All of this is not to be confused with having gratitude for what we have and where we are in our lives. But in this wishy-washiness, we keep changing our mind. So we keep changing what we want, what we think we want. In essence, being wishy-washy is about decision-making and choosing. And this all takes place in the mental realm or the mental plane. A lot of it has to do with our thoughts and what we think we want and what we think we don't want. Becoming very clear on our desires. So this block is wishy-washiness. Number two, energetic misalignment. This one is so very, very common. So we are not regularly in alignment or resonance with the essence, energy, or emotion of that which we desire. We have somehow fallen off the wagon, the joyride, and found ourselves with skinned knees and broken bones. We got distracted with negative or unhelpful thoughts. We forgot about what we are creating in our lives and its meaning and purpose. We took a vacation from being the conscious creator of our lives. We somehow got sidetracked and it happened to everyone. I'm here waving my hand and jumping up and down. I know this one very, very well. <laughs> Life can be complicated and busy, so veering off course can happen at many places and at any time. The faster we recognize it, the better and easier it will be to get back on track. My suggestion for this is to start or get back into a gratitude practice daily if that's possible. If we get stuck in misalignment, just having a little gratitude and recognizing what is working in our favor, what is happening on our behalf, or what brings us joy and fulfillment and inspires optimism is a wonderful and effective first step to realignment. As they say, gratitude is one of the highest vibrations and is always a wonderful tool and a wonderful mindful practice. So touching a little more on alignment, a huge benefit in alignment is that inspiration comes easier and is quickly recognized. Taking inspired action can not only help us manifest, but also redirects us on the path, recalibrates us, and helps us course correct in all areas of our lives. By taking inspired action, we can start to feel and flow into being the powerful creators we actually are. Number three, stuck in the gap. The third obstacle is called stuck in the gap or stuck in the loop. We get stuck experiencing and noticing the gap meaning the space between where we've come from and where we want to be or where we intend to be. 
We get fixated on why we're not at the finish line enjoying our rewards. We start recognizing everything we don't have and are not experiencing. We start comparing and looking at others, enjoying what we think we can have and manifest. We start to doubt and get frustrated. And then we think about giving up. We tell ourselves that we can't manifest or that we're just not good at manifesting and we should just stop trying altogether or that we can't manifest, which we all know is 100% not true because we are constantly manifesting. We happen to be manifesting what we don't want at that particular time. So all this causes us to drift farther and farther away from our intentions and in some cases start manifesting and attracting the opposite of what we want because we are only focusing on the lack of it or the lack of its presence in our lives. This inevitably brings about more of the same because as the saying goes, energy flows where focus goes. We get caught in a downward spiral and stuck in the gap. Number four, I like to call this one the ghost in the machine. So we have sneaky subconscious beliefs that are blocking us from having or experiencing what we desire. I refer to this one as the ghost in the machine because our subconscious mind runs the show 24-7 in the background without our conscious awareness. So if we have a desire or a sacred want that is in conflict with our subconscious beliefs of right or wrong, good or bad, true and untrue, then we will unconsciously block it, even though consciously we really have a genuine desire for it. And we know that it will benefit us and our lives tremendously. A really easy and relatable example for this one for many spiritual entrepreneurs has to do with our money beliefs. We have a need, a want, a desire for financial abundance, which is normal and natural. We consciously know that having more money or enough money means having more options and at times more opportunities to experience more of what we want, what we desire, with ease. However, there's something somewhere in our subconscious programming that we have picked up that says, oh, say, money is evil. That's a common one. You have to work hard for your money. Or for spiritual entrepreneurs, especially, money is not spiritual. Or you shouldn't charge for your spiritual gifts and that it should be given away freely. Or that you'll be judged for charging when you should be giving it away for free or only as an exchange or barter of services. Oh boy, you get the idea. You unintentionally manifest lack. Or if you do receive a windfall of money, you also manifest ways that you have to let the money go. Like car repairs, unexpected bills, or health issues and doctor visits. You no longer have to hold that money and feel its weight on you. All that is the ghost in the machine doing its job of keeping you nice and safe according to what is believed and ingrained in us is best and most appropriate for us. So speaking for myself, I have a 
very, very, very deep history with the ghost in the machine. I'd say that this one is my number one challenge and obstacle. I found that tools such as transpersonal, clinical, and even spiritual hypnosis has worked wonders for this block. Okay, on to number five, white-knuckling the outcome. So we obsess and we are so fixated on the outcome. This could also look like having an extreme attachment to the outcome without leaving any breathing room for something even better or more joyful or appropriate. We become so attached to what we think, how long it should take, or what it should look like, that we stifle the creative muse to make its way into our lives, to inspire us to create something even more pleasurable in the long run. We put our creative muse in a little box and hide it away. We have hardened our thoughts and mind to how something should come through or look like that we dismiss the possibilities of delightful, unexpected surprises. We're trying way too hard to control the outcome. For example, say you want to attract a soulful partner and you have expectations and specifications such as this person is wealthy and successful, has thick dark hair because you think thick dark hair is very attractive and sexy, is tone, fit, is bilingual, comes from a good family and lives nearby, etc., etc. However, you meet an incredible person who lights up your life, makes you feel safe, it's happy, and you feel an unexplainable connection with them. Yet at this time, they're working on themselves, coming from challenging family dynamics, uh, is bald, and lives in another state. So you tell them you need time, or you distance yourself from them. When there's this amazing, beautiful, delightful possibility right at your doorstep. So this is an example of white-knuckling the outcome. Too much control. Another example of this is say you want to generate some extra income and so you create a brand new course. You market it and do a huge launch and share it with others. However, no one signs up for it. So then you decide to do social media and Facebook ads, but still nothing. Crickets. Then you discount the price. Still nothing. However, in the meantime, with all of this happening, you get requests for private work and these one-on-one calls you could do in your sleep instead of taking on new clients doing work you are skilled at and proficient at and that comes easily you decide to put even more time and energy into your sales page which again brings in zero dollars or signups in your mind you may be thinking my intention was to manifest $1,000 in my business with this new course, I am looking to generate extra income. However, double or even triple that amount was just waiting for you. It was calling you. It was seeking you out. It just happened to be in a different form than what you envisioned. Sometimes instead of going with the flow, 
and with what's showing up, we are so attached to the vision or the idea or the belief of what or how it's supposed to happen. We try to control things with a vice grip. And with so much tension, we kill off any chances for the desired outcome. We become our biggest block. Taking a look at all the blocks, we can see that all of them occur at some point and in some way on the mental plane or on the field of our mind. Our mental realm is so very powerful, yet it is also really malleable. It's moldable, shapeable. We can influence it. We can learn new things and see things in our lives from a different perspective. So if we can change our minds, we can change what shows up for us and how we create and design our lives. Sometimes it takes a little more effort than others, such as the ghost in the machine, but there is always different ways and different processes and modalities that can help us change and work with our subconscious mind. So what good news, right? That's great news that as easily as we can change our mind, we can bust through those obstacles. Shifting our perspective, being open to seeing our reality differently and noticing where we need help or where we need to make adjustments are not difficult. Therefore, manifesting and overcoming blocks and obstacles is only in our minds. We can change our minds in an instant. It can happen in a moment. We can therefore course correct and get ourselves back on track to manifesting our biggest and our greatest dreams in a mere instant. Our minds are amazing and powerful things. So I hope you join me in learning more about how to work with it and even depend on it as a reliable ally in becoming a dynamic conscious creator in your life. Thanks so much for listening, friends. Until next time, may your path to manifesting your desires be joyful, delightful, and obstacle-free. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. Hopefully it brightens your day and inspires you to take action on your dreams. We'll leave the light on until the next time, friends. Keep shining because people are searching for your particular kind of magic.